Welcome to another episode of Kindred Conversations. I'm Brittany Fry. And I'm Paris Tews. And our episode today is a really fun one, all about enjoying, better enjoying your kids and better enjoying motherhood. I'm, I'm really excited for it. Um, do you want to go first, Paris, with what you're grateful for? Sure. Okay. Um, on Saturday, we were prepping for our garden, which I'm so excited about, but um, I was in line checking out at our local store and Miles had put a couple of things in and taken a couple things out and he was helping me unload onto the belt. And anyway, um, I finished paying and like, I don't know, the way that they have their system, I just have to answer a few questions and it's kind of annoying. Anyway, so I finished checking out completely and then at the end she was like, oh, did you want this? Miles had like set a, uh, a packet of green onion seeds <laughs> just off to the side and so I hadn't bought it and I was like, uh, I did want it but I have two kids with me. It's not really worth. It's not worth it to me. It's Doing totally it all fine. over again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like it's fine. I can just live without the onions. Anyway, the lady behind me was so sweet. She just bought it for me. She just like scanned it so I could just walk out and sweet. leave. I just bought my green onion seeds, which was so kind of her. And I honestly, love that kind like, of stuff. I would have been fine without my green onions. Right. Seeds. I didn't need them, but her just being thoughtful. She was like, "I've been there. I get it." And also, like, the green onion seeds weren't, like, so expensive, right? For no, her. Yeah. But the thoughtfulness of her being like, let me help you. Let me take care of this. Yes. I, like, love that kind of stuff it was so much. So, it was so, so simple and sweet and honestly made my weekend. So I'm very grateful for her and honestly, like, her example to me. Mm-hmm. I've thought, I, like, those situations specifically make me think that being a mom you notice a lot of things that you wouldn't have necessarily noticed before, or you can sympathize or empathize in a lot of situations that you wouldn't have before. And it has made me recognize those moments and like truly be grateful for them or even recognize them like for somebody else and be the kind of person who would be willing to do that. Whereas in the past, I pro probably would have never crossed my mind. Totally. But I don't know something well, about motherhood. It puts you in a situation where you realize like those things really matter. It's cool how much it connects us with, other women right totally like so many women are mothers yeah. and that is such an intense experience that we share and mm -hmm. that's really cool totally I love that um okay my moment of gratitude I was just telling Paris before we started recording that I've been loving a new podcast it's the blonde files if you've listened to it um I really enjoy it and on one of the episodes she interviewed the CEO of Parsley Health and a part of the conversation they were talking about social media usage and how it affects our mental health, which then affects our physical health. And anyway, the um, lady that she was interviewing shared um, an experience from one of her patients. And she just talked about how she was struggling with sleep deprivation and part of their plan moving forward was like a plan with social media and how, and her social media usage. And so she took one month off this patient took one month off of social media altogether and then she said every month for the first week of the month she does a social media fast and that just really struck me because i was thinking how often i just wait to have the feeling of oh i might be using this too much or like i might be relying on this a little too much and then once i have that feeling then i have to like talk myself into doing a social media fast and how nice it is that this patient had determined that it was just automatically going to be set up in her routine. 
So I thought I could definitely benefit from that and have just adopted it. And anyway, so for the first week of every month, I'm just doing a social media fast and I'm really grateful. I'm grateful that I listened to this podcast and that there was somebody to share this wisdom. And I'm grateful for this new practice I have. I think it will be really beneficial. I'm only on my first time doing it, but I'm already, I'm already benefiting from it. And I'm already really grateful that I am putting it into practice. I love that. Um, in How to Break Up With Your Phone, she recommends like deleting all your social media apps um, through the weekend. Yes. And I was doing that for a while and then I just stopped because I try to post on Kindred on Fridays. And totally. Then, like a lot of times I'll try and post submissions on the weekends just yes. to kind of get that done. And so I was yeah. realizing that wasn't really working for me. Yeah. But a week, like the first week of every month, that schedule might work better for me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm I love it. that. I love it. And like, I, obviously there's like an exception of, you know, my mom texted me and was asking for a certain workout that it, I needed to find. So yeah. I like hopped on to find that or, well, you're not waiting until you're like dying from social yep. media usage. You yep. know, you can, it just helps maintain your, yep, exactly. So health. it's actually been, it's been really great. So I highly recommend anyone who is interested in it. Perfect. Um, I'm so glad you shared that. So kind of as an intro to today's topic, I, I want to tell you why I wanted to talk about this. Um, we went to Newport a couple weeks ago and um, it was so fun and magical, but I feel like every time I go on a trip, I leave with just insights. Like I, <laughs> I just learn about myself and my family and relate. my role. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking... Um, Miles didn't sleep very well the whole trip just because he wasn't sleeping in pack and play and you know just like we were on vacation and um, honestly that was, it was kind of hard yeah and it made me think like what are the things that I do to help me really enjoy my child and honestly it was like a, a kind of light bulb moment for me and and this wasn't like revolutionary but it made me realize I make sure he sleeps because I enjoy him so much more when he's well rested. Mm -hmm. And obviously that's not to say that I can't keep him up sometimes for special occasions. Totally. But it, it was a reminder to me, sleep is a really, really big priority. Like his sleep and my sleep, they're both a really big priority because like I'm able to so much more enjoy him. Like when he's not getting enough sleep, it makes my life so much harder. Yeah. And so it was just a reminder to me that that's a priority and I want to be able to enjoy him at his fullest because that's not really fair to him to put him in a situation where he's feeling all out of sorts and uh, we have expectations and I'm feeling that they frustrated with him to. yes yeah and I mean obviously there's that reminder of okay he's tired and I was trying to remind myself of that but it's just I prefer to not have to remind myself of that totally. to just have my sweet even tempered toddler yes yes I I can definitely relate and the interesting thing about this topic is I feel like um, I don't know, you can come at it from a lot of different angles, mm -hmm. but immediately my first thought was like, I, there are some things I say no to, to better enjoy my child, or I don't know, there are like some boundaries I set. Mm -hmm. I, it may be a better way to phrase that yeah. to better enjoy my child, like sleep or food habits or activities that I don't want them to participate in yeah. or whatever. But then there are other things that I actively do to better enjoy my child. Yeah, that's a perfect way which to say it. Maybe, you know, certain activities that they're interested in or a lot of people talked about getting outside. So, anyway, I'm I'm excited to 
um, discuss what we both do and then go over the submissions. But I, anyway, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting and definitely worth taking time to sort of think about how you're being intentional in this because yeah. especially a toddler, they, it feels like they will take total control of your life if they can, <laughs> if you don't, if you don't have those things in, in place or you haven't, um, put time forth to really think about and be intentional in how to best enjoy them, then sometimes it, they just get the better of you a little bit. Yeah, this was a good pause for me to reevaluate. Okay, where am I, where am I putting up these boundaries and where should I be putting up these boundaries? Because obviously there are a million things that are out of our control, but there are things that we can control and that makes a really big difference. Totally. And you know, now that we're saying this, this may be an <laughs> irrelevant side note, but I do think it's interesting that we probably do this in some way subconsciously with all of the relationships in our life. Mm -hmm. That there are some relationships that may be really difficult for us and we think like, what can I do to better enjoy this relationship? And we set those boundaries or find activities that we can enjoy with those people so that the relationship benefits us. And it's not just specific to children or to toddlers, but it's actually a really great practice to get in so that you can enjoy the relationships that are in your life. I really love that. Interesting thought. Yeah. <laughs> food, food for thought. For yeah, you. <laughs> it's perfect. But today we're talking about our kids. So Brett, do you want to start with yours or this? Yes. Yes, I will. I'll start with mine. So, okay. I had two main thoughts, which are, to better enjoy my children, I feel like I first will try to set myself up for success. And this mostly consists of time that they are not around me. So it will be after I put them to bed or during nap time, things like that, that I try to plan out what activities we're going to do. It might be before they've woken up. I'll think up what are we gonna have for breakfast. I try to get my house clean before I go to bed. I'll plan out my day the night before, things like that. I just, things that, you put your kid down and you want to just sit down and do nothing. But I like try to benefit. I try to think what, what will be beneficial to myself when I'm in the, you know, yeah, the thick of it. Yes. And then once I really am in the thick of it, once it's like game on with the kids, then I let go of all of that, you know, all of the stress of the lists and the planning and the whatnot. And just do my best to, and I try to be really present, do my best to stick to the things that we've planned on and just try to be present. And I feel like in the past, I've been like very focused on plan, plan, plan and organized and stick to this, you know, Johnny wants to go out and I'm thinking, but I already had a plan for dinner or a plan for breakfast this morning and we can't do that. And I've tried to adopt a little bit more flexibility and just be very present because if you can't let go of that planning, then you're not really enjoying them in the moment. But if you don't do the planning, then it gets a little chaotic and mm -hmm. it's really difficult. So I feel like those are my two, when they're not around, I try to set myself up for success. And then when they are there, I try to just be really present and enjoy what happens, take what comes and let go, let go of the list. That's so good. And something you said, it's a little bit unrelated, but the way that you phrased it made me think of this. I'm just talking about setting yourself up for success when you're away from them, because we do have those little breaks, you know, when they're sleeping or for whatever reason, we're away from them. Um, and a lot of people talked about self-care and honestly, most of those submissions were saving for another episode because they were 
great, but we got so many amazing suggestions and we just wanted to kind of focus on um, like enjoying our children when they're there with us. Um, but it made me think, obviously it's so important for us to fill our own cup before we can give to our children. And we all know we need time away from our children and we need that downtime. But what are we doing during that downtime that's setting us up for success when we're with them? Like, are we, are we using that time to fill in a way cup. that will drain us, right? Like scrolling social media or watching reality TV, which I enjoy both of those things, but they don't right. really fill my cup. Right. The things that I need are things that give me energy, like reading something uplifting or working out or spending time with friends yeah. in a meaningful way. Yeah. And there's that big distinction of things that, things that energize you and things that deplete you. Mm -hmm. And I think making it a priority when you do have that free time to to do things that will energize you and contribute to your future self. Um, I think that's something that's really valuable. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's a really insightful thought. And honestly, it's so difficult. A lot of times I saw somebody the other day post this meme of like, what I think I'm going to be doing when my kids go down. It's like, you know, they're like writing a whole to-do list. That's yeah. like what I'm actually doing. They're just like passed out on the couch. Yeah. And <laughs> Honestly, so relatable. Yes. I'm, every mom can relate to that. But anyway, so obviously like listen to your body and, and just be very intuitive with that. But I think a lot of times there's like this inner fight. Do I give in to like these other desires that, maybe would deplete me or do I set myself up for success and put a little bit okay little bit more and effort in. tell me if this has happened to you before I have wanted to take a nap I know I have like 30 minutes I want to take a nap and then I pull out my phone to do something really quick and then all of a sudden all of a sudden that 30 minutes up and I can't take a nap yes and then you're mad at yourself and you're yes. tired yes and sometimes sometimes taking that like social media break or whatever can be actually restful but sometimes we get in the way of our real rest by having that kind of fake rest. Totally. I, you don't even have to ask if that's happened to me. That is just like so relatable. <laughs> I feel like it's probably happened to everybody, right? Oh my gosh. So relatable. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Anyway. Okay. What, um, what were yours that you thought of? Okay. So initially my first ones, and honestly, I like what everybody else said way better than what I said, which is why I love doing submissions. <laughs> but initially I thought, okay, sleep schedule is very important for us. Another thing, and this is very much in that same vein, but screen time is really big for us. We, I'm not going to say we don't do screen time because that's not true, but we very much limit our screen time. And um, this was actually a tip I got from an Instagrammer. Her name's Jerrica Sands, and she posts a lot about screen time um, in a way that I have found to be helpful in my home. Um, but one thing she talks about is having screen time never be a habit because if it's a habit, if your child expects that around lunchtime, they're going to watch a show, then if you don't, then it's a fight. Right. Anyways. And so that's kind of what I've adopted in our family. Sometimes we do shows, but this is the best thing is we do them fairly rarely and always inconsistently. Right. Um, just kind of based off of what I feel like I need. But now when I put on a show for Miles, he's you're letting me watch a show? Thanks, mom. <laughs> it is so cute. And I'm like, yeah, I'm letting you watch a show. Then I get to be the fun mom right. rather than when I tell him no, I'm the mean mom that's not letting him watch a show. Right. So anyways, I've really loved that mindset because it puts me in the position where 
I get to be the fun mom, you know, instead of always trying to, to, um, like pull it back. Mm -hmm. And also I notice, and every child is so different in this, but I notice with him when he does have screen time, he plays independently more poorly. And also his, um, he's just a little bit more short tempered. And so I feel like people are hesitant to talk about screen time because no one wants to offend or make anybody feel less than. And that's incredibly important. No, it's very, very personal. And I get that. But what I feel like nobody told me because people don't talk about screens as much, at (laughs) least in, in my experience is sometimes if you let your kids have screens, it's hurt. It's actually You're making your job harder. Later. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, exactly. And so honestly, selfishly, I don't let him do a lot of screens. Right. And then another thing also in that same vein is I try and feed him healthy food because if he has had just sugar all day, once again, it makes my job harder. If he has had a balanced meal, I'm able to enjoy him so much more because he's happier. Right. And obviously sometimes we'll have treats and that's fun. But once again, then I put myself in the position that I could be the fun mom. Totally. That, oh, thanks, mom. You're letting me have this. That's really fun. That's a, right. That's a special thing, you know? Right, yes. Rather than setting an expectation that I'm always trying to kind of defy. That you have to constantly be setting the boundary. Exactly. Totally. Totally. I agree with that. And honestly, I think that as a mom, like, that just feels... That, I don't know. That feels very relatable that I think a lot of what we do we want, it's so hard to say no to our kids and we want to give them what they want. But I think so often, so much of what we do is, it is, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, it is setting ourselves up for success so that we're not putting ourselves in a position of constant tension. Yeah. Of constantly like our kids wanting one thing or wanting another uh-huh. and like setting the, setting the appropriate expectations on both sides so that we can enjoy one another without, without this dissonance all the time. Okay. So I will start with the first one. I thought this was so cute. They said, we have a dance party every night before bed and it is the best part of everyone's day. Always ends the day on a high note. That's so fun. I thought so too. And I like the idea of whether it's a dance party or not, whatever it is, of ending the day on a high note, finding, finding an activity that is bonding for everybody. Yes. Perfectly said. Okay, a huge theme that so many people said is get out of the house. And I know that Britt and I will both swear by this. Um, She said she brings the kids, plays music, and they'll go buy a $1 drink. And that's one of those things we try not to do a ton of sugar. But a $1 drink, and not that the drink has to have sugar, but that just feels so fun. Totally. And when your kids feel like they're getting to this fun, special thing, they're so sweet and fun, and they know that it's... Special. special totally I totally agree and the music I can so relate to I don't often play um this is one of those things that I don't often do I don't often play kid like quotes kid music or kid stuff in the car because I don't want to constantly be telling them no I'm not gonna play that because you don't enjoy that no so I mostly just play my own music or my my podcasts or audiobooks which I'm laughing now because I'm remembering that Brooks the other day said What's this story, mom? Is this a mama story? Oh, <laughs> it was a podcast. I mean, yeah, it's a mama story. <laughs> anyway, um, Brooks, Wells copies everything that Brooks says and does. He's like a really big mimicker. 
I don't know how to say that, but he mimics a lot. Anyway, and Brooks loves turning on occasionally, like if it's a fun song with a good beat, he'll ask me to, he'll say, turn it loud, mom, turn it loud. And so now Wells asks for that when cute. I'll turn on music. Turn I want it loud. loud. I want loud. That's so cute. <laughs> and it makes me laugh with my little one-year-old wanting loud music. But it makes it, we all, like I will never forget one time we were going to pick up Johnny from the airport and it was summer and the windows were rolled down and just like the sun was coming in and it felt so good. And we had just, I don't even know, like summer hits on. It was straight pop and like so dancey. And Fun. I was like, bopping my head to the music and I looked in the rear view mirror and I saw Wells bopping his head to the music Cute. in his little mirror you know I could see him he's bopping his and head how to the music. obsessed were you with him yes and I turn around I turn my head around and I see Brooks bopping his head to the music and it will be like a memory just stuck in my head forever That's and so it just cute. Such an easy thing that makes yes. makes getting out a little more enjoyable. <laughs> yes. Okay. Some along with this, somebody gave the tip: show them music slash movies that I like. Yes. And I really like that. I think so often we're just trying to bend over backwards and cater to them. Right. But we should introduce them to the things we love. That's such a fun part of parenthood. Totally. And right now they're so impressionable. You know, I mean, they do have strong opinions. But also, they like what they're exposed to. Mm -hmm. So we can expose them to things that we love. And that's such a fun thing to do together. And you can enjoy it together. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Another person said, think, how can I help my future self? For example, I see the dishwasher is done, but I don't feel like emptying. Think, my future self will be glad I emptied this. And it helps give me momentum for chores. Which I agree. I That is definitely one of my big... I go through that every night once I get the kids down and I just have to think, I'll be so happy I did this in the morning. And that's pretty much exactly <laughs> what the next girl said. She said, this is so random, but tidying my house before I go to bed so that we can start the day with a clean slate makes me legitimately love my kids more. If I wake up and go down the stairs and a big mess is there from playing the day before, it makes me feel frustrated with the little mess maker. But when we start with a clean house, she's usually better at finding an activity she'd like to do for the morning and I feel more calm without all of the clutter from the day before. And I love that. Also, I feel like it's very insightful of her and something that we all should do that she realizes this is something that's making me feel frustrated, frustrated with my kid my child. Yeah. and I can fix that. Yeah, I, I agree. It. Another person said, leave the house again. Whenever we're having a rough day, we get outside. Usually fixes all of our moods, a hike, park, bike ride, short walk, or even just our backyard. I also feel like sometimes the days feel so long, especially with little, little kids and having a place to go, even if you invent it, mm -hmm. you don't need to be there, but packing everything up and going there. Sometimes it just passes the time in totally. a positive way and it helps you not make a mess in your own house. Right. And I feel like it's just a really great reset. Yeah, I agree. Um, somebody said picnics by the river and I buy the good snacks to go with it. I just thought that that was such a sweet, a sweet idea. And it just makes me imagine that her kids are going to have memories of the picnics by the river when their mom got the good snacks. Right, right. And I mean, I don't know what she intended, but when she says I buy the good snacks to go with it, I'm thinking in her mind, they're good. Like yeah. she's getting something really enjoyable out of it as well yeah. as the kids. So it's something they all get to look forward to. Somebody else said lots of snacks wherever we go, being outdoors and planning a play date, which all three of these I can attest to are very helpful in our house. I always say to Johnny, I'm like, the kids can go from the sweetest little angels 
the most enjoyable kids in the whole world. I'll just be romanticizing motherhood and my life with them one second. And two minutes later, if they're hungry, I'm just like, who are these monsters? <laughs> what in the world happened? Why, why were we, why was I romanticizing this two minutes ago? <laughs> so snacks. <laughs> but yes, I, Janet Lansbury has, I, she says this in her podcast every once in a while, but this was a big part of, of her book. She talks about how, a kid, I don't remember her exact phrasing, but she said toddlers more than anyone seem to go from perfectly fine to absolutely ravenous in 60 seconds. And so it's just nice to, again, that's one thing you can do to set yourself up for success is just have the snacks available so that your children are more enjoyable yeah. and you're not, you're not fighting that, fighting the inevitable, right? Yes. Um, honestly, snacks for yourself too, so that you're not hangry. Totally. Totally. Um, she also touched on something that I thought of as I was thinking more on the subject, but play dates. Huge. That is so big for me. That's one of my favorite parts of being a mom is getting together with friends and watching our kids play together. Totally. It's something Miles is so sweet with his friends and he's so obsessed with his friends. It's so fun for me to get to watch him with friends. It just makes me obsessed with him because right. he's so sweet. Yeah. And it's also a really fun opportunity for me to connect with my friends. And I just think that that's a way that I'm able to really enjoy motherhood is play dates for him and for me. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, as our kids get older, when they were younger, this felt a little bit more difficult. I don't, I'm not like a real, like get on the floor and play with your kids. <laughs> that's, sounds horrible but no, <laughs> there I, are other there are other activities I really enjoy yeah. but that's no, just not one of them so so play dates in the past were more difficult for me to have kids come over and play I felt like okay I'm supposed to like get on the floor and play with these kids and that's not something I even do with my own kids and as they get older it's so much easier because they are really happy to just play and do their own thing and I can do my own thing. And it's actually more helpful, I feel like. Like yeah. if I need to get something done, sometimes it's nice to have a friend over because oh. then I can and Brooks is more entertained, right? Yes, we were actually talking about this the other day because we got our boys together and it was very hands-off. We were planning something for a friend and it, we were very hands-off. We let yeah. them play. And we finished after, I don't know, an hour and a half and we both thought, wow, we didn't have to stop any fights no. or entertain them at all. They just played well together. And I think that was because we were so hands-off. Obviously, totally. we were making sure that they were safe and cared for, but we weren't micromanaging their play. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. And this morning, Brooks was over playing at a, at a neighbor boy's house the same age. And it was so helpful for me. I thought that it's you know stimulating for him and he gets to have the social interaction and whatnot. And he was so excited about it, but it was also helpful for me that he was gone. And then I thought, okay, in the future, now I'll have this other kid over to play and yeah. that will still be helpful for me. Yeah. You know? It's helpful so. whether you're hosting or having totally them go, or if you're with the mom. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Okay. Another person said, get outside. We're in Minnesota. Is that M E? She said M E and I think it's Minnesota, but I'm not positive. So. Me either. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're smarter than us. You are. And she said, it's hard when it's cold, but if we do, it makes us all happier. And yes. And to that, I feel like summer is, is just like we're sniffing it. Like we're so, so close, but I just looked at the weather and this, the next 10 days do not look nice to us. And it made me a little bit disappointed, but it's always a good reminder. Bundle up, get outside. It, it is always worth it.
Okay, she said that when she picks up her kids from somewhere, she makes sure she has the radio off. That way when they all jump in the car, excited to tell me something from practice or a friends, I feel like I'm able to give them my full attention and not be distracted and I can really listen to them. That way I can enjoy their stories more. And this reminds me, Pierce was telling me yesterday, he said, I figured out when to get Miles really talking and it's right before bed when we're laying down cuddling, he will tell me anything just unfiltered he'll talk forever and i just think it goes to show what a sweet mom this mom is and what a sweet dad pierce is that he's looking for those special segments where he can really treasure his child and where she can really tre treasure her children and finding that time and making sure that that time is available and you can use it and get the most out of it yeah i love that i that is one of our times as well, right before Brett bed. I don't know why, but it's like Brooks transforms into this really chatty kid, which she's not usually that chatty. And it is like something that I feel like I can really eat up. And finding those moments of connection more than anything, I think, help you enjoy your child more, right? Okay, I feel bad deviating from our submissions, but I have another thing I was thinking yes. about that makes me enjoy Miles more is planning more time than I think I need for bedtime. Because if that time, if I'm desperate to get him down, right, and you're rushed. I feel frustrated. Totally. And what can be a magical time becomes a frustrating time. Totally. But if I've planned double the time that I think I need, then I'm able to really soak up every minute. But if we start too late, then I'm just desperate to get him to bed. Yeah, and it really that's a great point. doesn't work as well. Totally. And I feel like that applies to a lot of things. Like honestly, totally. even just getting out the door yeah. for yeah. anything. <laughs> plan double the time that you yeah. think you need and then you don't have to be stressed yeah i think that's a great a great suggestion somebody else said this kind of goes along with the radio i thought but she said unplugging and putting my phone away and then someone else said setting up focuses and downtime on my phone to be more intentional with my little one anyway i thought it was interesting that all of those had to do with setting boundaries for yourself so that you are then able to be more present with your kids yeah the next one says healthy meals and snacks. And I think this applies both for us and for our kids. When we feel good, we have more patience and more happiness. And honestly, same with our kids. Mm -hmm. Another person said we thrive off of routine and schedule, which we got a lot of this type of response. Somebody else shared, they said decision fatigue is real, which feels very relatable to me. Um, a lot of people talked about setting out their schedule the night before for the following day. Anyway, routine was a, a big topic and really helpful. And beyond the fact of decision fatigue, which I can totally relate to, I think also the act of, well, we talked about this in Think Like a Monk, the act of having that, having a routine and going through that same routine consistently actually frees up your brain to think about other things. It allows you to be more creative. It helps you to be more mindful. Um, anyway, I, I thought that was interesting that routines came up so often. And I think there's actually a lot of factors going into why that, why that's helpful. Yeah. Especially with toddlers, they thrive off of that, which yes. makes them more fun. Yes. And I don't remember where I heard this, but it was definitely a personality test. I wonder if it was 
the child is it called the child whisperer i think it might have been that but anyway um it was it was talking about how it was talking about the different personality types um and and typing your child and how that can help you to better parent them and have a better connection and whatnot anyway one of the types this was like really big for them uh, it was knowing what to expect and tra times of transition were really, really difficult if they didn't, if they weren't prepared for it, which I think all toddlers can relate to and all moms of toddlers can relate to in some way. But there was a specific type that, anyway, it got me thinking that it was like extra important for. So it got me thinking about Brooks and I try to tell him beforehand the next three activities that we will be doing if we're in the car or when we wake up in the morning, that way there's no surprises. And I don't say anything that I can't totally commit to as well. So, because Smart. that also has been difficult in the past, yeah. I'll say, well, maybe we'll go to the dinosaur museum today and then we don't go and yeah. it's devastating. Yeah. So even just like preparing your kid and letting them know what to expect, I think can be very helpful. Um, okay, you talked about this a little bit, but involving your kids in things that you love and a few people said different variations on that, but she said even things that she just wants to do for the day, like bake or clean or exercise, involving her kids in it makes it more fun. Yes, this is for sure something that for me, I like to think, I like to picture how my child is experiencing it. So with baking, for example, Brooks, has gone through phases of loving it and not, which we were, Johnny and I were laughing. If we ask Brooks to make us food, he'll like copy exactly the kinds of things that we do with food because I used to baby wear Brooks all the time. And he, because he was a preemie, he stayed little for a while. So I felt like I could wear him a little longer than normal. Yeah. Anyway, he just was always watching me cook and then he loved to cook and with me. And so we, anyway, we like have bonded over this activity, but it's so funny because I have not hardly, I hardly baby wore Wells, which is sad to think about. And Johnny the other day asked him to make food. I don't know if he said, like he might've said pancakes, but anyway, he said, well, just like, make, can you make me some food? They have a little kitchen. And he said, Wells had no clue what he was doing. <laughs> he was just that like pulling so out funny. pots and pans and banging stuff all over the place. And he was like, Wells has not spent any time in the kitchen. That at is all. so funny. Anyway, it just made me laugh that we really do parent our children differently, yeah. even if we're unaware of it. Yeah. Anyway, so this is something specifically that I do with Brooks, but it is so enjoyable. I try to picture it through his eyes and he'll go get his little apron. He was a chef for Halloween once, so he'll get his little apron and his little chef hat. And even just that, like he's playing pretend and that's exciting for him. He pretends to be a chef. And then I allow him to do the things that he can. And it's, it's really, really magical to picture it through his eyes rather than think like, okay, I got to get this thing done. And he's just like this burden on the side, you know, yes. or I feel like there's just so many activities like that gardening or whatever it is. It's just picturing it through your kid's eyes. It makes it really, really magical. That also goes with the tip of plan way more time than you think you need yeah. because that also makes it more enjoyable when you have all this time to do this task. Totally. You and you can, can involve, involve your child. Yeah, exactly. 100%. I thought this was the cutest submission. She said, I buy cute clothes for my kids. It makes getting dressed fun. I also thought this probably helps eliminate arguments too when you don't buy them a bunch of things that you hate. Totally. <laughs> and things that go together and it's just simplified. 
it makes it something that's enjoyable rather than something that you dread. Yes, totally agree. Along with that, haircuts for boys. Brooks's hair, maybe this is unique. He has just so much volume the in that hair. hair. The best hair. After literally every time he wakes up in the morning or after naps, just his hair is insane. He looks like a wild child. And it is. it can definitely be a time of tension to have to water his hair and do it every time he lays down or whatever. So this is so silly. This sounds so silly, but honestly keeping his hair cut clean so that I don't have to do it every single time we go anywhere. It is really helpful for me. And I feel like that kind of goes along with like supplying their wardrobe with things that you don't, don't, don't have to be an argument. Just yes. makes it easier. Anyway. I really like that. And I don't think I would have thought of that. So thanks for bringing that up. Um, along with that, somebody else said that I've made, I've made clothing a priority for me because I always feel better when I wear something I love. And I just love that she knows that about herself. And I totally agree. I feel better when I feel ready for the day and I feel like I'm wearing something cute and I should just own that, Mm -hmm. that I like to feel put together. Right. And make it a priority. Right. I totally agree. That goes along with Paris mentioned that we got a lot of self-care suggestions and I feel like that goes perfectly with those and just something to think about like what things do you do for yourself that allow just allow you to not be distracted to better focus on and enjoy your children I mean there's so much that could go into that but anyway just kind of interesting somebody else said plan something for Saturdays to break up week to week even if it's a walk alone time whatever and I love this because I think so often we hit the weekend and it just kind of sneaks up on you and all of a sudden you're so excited for it and all of a sudden you're thinking well what are we gonna do to make it fun (laughs) so that's something that Johnny and I have tried to do is find like very small I don't know weekend traditions or whatever you want to call them that automatically make all of us excited that it's Saturday or Friday night or whatever. I was telling Pierce a lot of times I feel like we get to the weekend and we don't have plans and it's frustrating and it's always way harder to find a babysitter on the weekends. Yeah. Eating out where we live on the weekends is honestly not that fun. No, it's it's impossible. Wild. (laughs) Not, not in places that I've lived before. Is it like this, but going anywhere out to eat on the weekends is madness. Just hours waits, which is not fun with kids. No, but I was telling Pierce, I really want to on Saturdays where we don't have plans, which our most, which is most Saturdays. Yeah. I want to have a family over for dinner because it's fun to prepare a meal together and to have people in our home and it can be really casual, but somebody with kids or maybe not with kids, but somebody that will interact with my kids right? and make it fun for them. And it can be kind of a whole family thing. And we can just look forward to that every Saturday. Totally. Unless something else comes up that we want, that we want to do. Right. But just kind of having that as a default, we're going to do something on Saturday Yeah. with someone that we love. Yeah. I love that idea. Another person said they encourage in, in, they encourage as much independent play as possible. And I think this is something that I didn't recognize with Brooks. I didn't realize how important that was. And I think often young moms, you feel even guilty leaving your baby to, to entertain themselves. Well, you know? and I feel like we feel pressured to entertain them totally. at all hours of all day. Oh, entertain I remember- them and educate them and introduce them to everything. Yes, I remember when Brooks was young. I didn't know. You don't know what you're supposed to do. And I remember he when he would wake up, when he started getting more awake as a baby, I remember thinking, what am I supposed to do with him? 
And I would like walk around the house singing and Sweet. I just was like, I would find these little activities to yeah. do, but I'm like driving myself crazy doing them all day long. Yeah. I just remember thinking I can't wait till I get a little older so I can, I can do stuff with yeah. it. And looking back, I'm laughing at that because that's he, not a problem with the second child. No, <laughs> not at all. And he would have been perfectly fine sitting there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is, that is entertaining to children well, to watch people and to watch things and to look at shapes it's and learning move their body all of that is entertaining and it's stimulation and anyway so I have had to learn that I didn't know that when Brooks is little and that's something that I had to learn as he's as he got older and then have I've really tried to implement with Wells and it is really really helpful to and and not only is it helpful to you to not feel like you have to entertain your kids 24 seven, but also it's really good for them to be bored and to be creative and to be able to independent play. I would argue all day long that that's actually better for kids. Right. Okay. Quiet and nap time helps me recharge and be a happier, more patient mom for the rest of the day. Just amen to that. Yeah, I agree. Another person said to journal and scrapbook about their children because it helps her remember all of the good times. I thought this was so sweet and a great reminder. We had that episode with Vanessa Quigley from Chatbooks that we talked a lot about this reminiscing and how it's beneficial for children and for families. And I think this is a great reminder of how reminiscing and, and writing down those really sweet things about this moment not only will help you remember in the long term, but also it actually makes your present day that much more enjoyable that you get to see and notice all of those little things that you really love about your children. Agreed. This is kind of like what I already said, but she said they don't do any TV in the morning because her one and two year old fight way more if it's the first thing that they do. Another person shared that they have intentional one-on-one -on -one time with each of their children. And this has been something that I have been discovering lately and it really makes such a big difference. I shared, I shared I, in a moment of gratitude on a recent episode that I did a trip with Brooks to Disneyland and Johnny had Wells and went to his parents' house with him. And both of us came back feeling very bonded to that child. And we really had just like nothing but positive experiences to share with each other. And I just thought we need to, you know, you don't have to take your kid to Disneyland, but even just the small things, Johnny's been taking Brooks to get donuts on Saturdays or Cute. just things like that, that make it, make your child more enjoyable. And in a lot of ways, I think Brooks feels, not only does he love that one-on-one -on -one time, but I think he, he really does feel special and he oh, feels yeah. older and it makes him enjoy us more as yes. well. I totally have memories from my childhood of my parents taking me out on dates and thinking it was so special. Yeah. Okay, one that I loved, she says, I sleep train, I get outside, and I plan nights with my girlfriend. I plan nights with my girlfriends, and I plan play dates. And all of those I really agree with. And sleep training is something, I mean, I could talk about this forever, but that's really hard. And I think what feels right for every family is so, so, so different. But to some degree, everybody sleep trains. And however you do that and however you feel good about that, I do think that that's really important that you identify what you need, what your child needs, and what's going to work for your family and just set those boundaries. Yeah. 
Another person talked about connection. She said, sometimes for my night routine or morning routine, I write down one specific way I can connect with each of my children and a plan of action on what I will do with each of them. It helps me to have an idea. So when the opportunity comes up, I'm like, oh, Teddy, let's color together. It helps me look for those moments and it works for any relationship. I appreciate that she said that she writes it down. Mm -hmm. and that she's specific. Yeah. And the last one we're going to share is she said, so much I feel like is out of our control because sometimes our kids have those days or we have those days or they're getting teeth in or transitioning in some way or something. But for me, there are two things that I notice a difference in both myself and my daughter when I do. The first is to get outside. Fresh air is seriously the medicine or is medicine and it's so good for both of us even if it's just going in our yard and letting her look at rocks and plants and chase our dog the second is to involve her in what i'm doing if i can like cooking or putting away dishes or doing laundry etc even if she's not necessarily actually helping me she has so much fun and it just makes me pause and think how magical it is to have kids and how lucky i am to be her mom and i feel like we've kind of touched on those but that last line i just think is so sweet and exemplifies to me everything that I want this episode to inspire in us. Yeah. The and reason that we do these things. Yes. And that's motherhood is magical and we're so lucky to have kids and they deserve to be treasured. And I want to do anything I can to set us both up for that success. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for all the submissions and I honestly, I feel really grateful for this episode because there are episodes, I mean, I feel a sense of this, I think every time we record, but there are some episodes and some, some su submissions specifically that make me feel like we really are all doing this together. We are learning from one another. We have this connection and it just feels really special and I'm really grateful for it. So thank you for your submissions and happy Friday. We hope you have a great week.